0: Take good morning, everybody. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. Try that again. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How are are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm oh, great. That was it's good. Thursday. <laughs> it, it, is, it is Thursday, which means we are close to Friday, right? Is that? <laughs> Friday Eve. <laughs> Friday is Thursday, Thursday, is Friday Eve. That's a great way to look at it. I don't think I've ever thought about it like that. That was a great way. I want to welcome everybody to uh, Friday Eve, right? That's what we're talking about today, Friday Eve. Hey, good morning. Uh, good morning, Sister Portia. Good morning, Katrina. You see you guys coming on. Uh, Facebook, I saw somebody come on. I missed who it was, but hey, Facebook. Uh, Kendra Berry, hey, good morning. Uh, Jane and the crew, we said good morning. Uh, Sister Diane is on. Good morning. Sarah is on with us. Uh, Minister Baysmore, Cheryl from Richmond is on. I just I hope you guys are having a great Lenten season, uh, which really means I hope you're growing and getting closer to God. In whatever way you have, you know, decided to do it, through fasting or prayer. Hey, Dr. Sarah, good morning to you. hope your uh, service went well last night. Uh, good morning. Oh, wait a minute. Um, let me get Instagram up. Good morning, Carl, Carl Wilkins. <laughs> What's going on, Carl? Lolita. Hey, good morning. Hey, I hope I'm next, Carl. I hope I'm I hope next, man. Getting a little tight. Hey, good morning. Uh, good morning, uh, yeah, hey. Listen, we are we are live on uh, what we have just labeled as Friday Eve, Thursday morning. Hey, good morning everybody. I hope I hope today's been good. Let me see what's on oh, Ms. Bugs, hey sister Bugs. Good morning to you. Uh the lecture was <laughs> Appreciate that rule Appreciate that. Yeah, we talked a little bit about Ravens last night and uh, how Elijah wants us to learn from there. Appreciate you logging on live. Good morning. Uh good morning. Um just being MSB. Facebook went off. Uh, is Facebook still off? Somebody help me out. Facebook's still off. I uh, appreciate that, Will. Uh, Facebook, hey, Sister Joyce, Sister Ford, good morning. Now, I still have people on Facebook. So, whoever just told me Facebook went off, somebody's still on it. So, uh, if you want to go there, that may help you reconnect. Uh, let me get those hearts real quick on Periscope. Good morning. Hey, Foreman, Enrichment, good morning. Uh, Minister Eric hey, Vaughn, hey, Eric, glad to have you with us this morning. Just, I wanna want kinda of jump in jump in our devo today. It is a Thursday Eve. I like that. I love that. We can use that for the rest of the rest of all our Devo. Uh, today, uh, today we want to look at uh, Matthew twenty six and seventy five. Okay, our uh, Facebook is still up, our Facebook is still up so whichever one you want to jump on is good, of course. Everybody's on the live call, we appreciate you. Marilyn Vaughn, hey good morning to you. Good morning. Let's jump in Devo. Uh, Matthew 26 and 75 is where we are. Matthew 26 and 75. Read this way. It says, then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you would disown me three times. And you went outside and wept bitterly. One more time. I know some of you are hearing this for the first time. Let me reread it. Matthew 26 and 75. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows. You were this only three times, and he went outside and wept bitterly. A couple of things are happening here. Uh, Jesus has just met with his disciples in the upper room, and after meeting with them in the upper room, he, he tells Peter, you know, straight, flat out, look, man, you going to deny me. I know you're trying to be tight. I know you think that you are, you know, a little better than the other disciples. Many of you know that Peter was actually one of the older disciples. It's argued that most of the disciples were teenagers, say Peter. Uh, and we know that because when it was time to pay taxes, you know that time Jesus was asked to pay taxes, and he says, "Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, give unto God what is God." Jesus only paid taxes for Jesus and Peter. He doesn't pay taxes for the other disciples, which allows us to suggest that Peter was probably an adult and a tax-paying age, while the other disciples were younger and didn't have to. So, so Peter is uh, an older disciple. He Uh, is much more aggressive. He's always named, you know, among the first three of the disciples. He has this special relationship with Jesus. Peter uh, was the one who said uh, to Jesus when Jesus asked, um, uh, he asked, who do man say that I am? the other disciples were there. Peter was the one who said, uh, you are uh, Christ. And Jesus says, upon you I build my rock. Peter was the one who walked on water. Peter was the one, uh, when Jesus asked, who touched me? You know, when the woman with the issue of blood touched him, Peter was the one who was bold enough to say, you know, Jesus, what do you mean who touched you? You know, we're standing in the crowd. Peter had Jesus at his house when he healed his mother-in-law. So Peter and Jesus had this very special relationship, yet Peter denies Christ. He denies him three times. Mm. And, And worse than the denial worse than him denouncing, worse than him, you know, being such a strong, as it were, Christian, and then denying Jesus. In Matthew, uh, you know, in this Matthew text, Matthew 26, he walks away bitter crying, bitterly and crying. And and today I really want to kind of help everyone, if I could, handle your guilt. Because what Peter does was he shows us this image of guilt and regret of remorse You know, most of us want to have conversations where we learn, you know, how do we forgive people who've done us wrong? Today is not about forgiving people who've done you wrong. Today is about you bouncing back when you were the one who did the wrong, when you were the one who made the mistake, when you were the one who told a lie, uh, when you were the one who didn't come through on your promise or did not do what you guys agreed upon. Uh, maybe when you were the one who got angry and used some choice words or just spoke out of term. you know, you know how do you bounce back when you were the one who committed the adultery or uh, you were the one who uh, committed, you know, the fornication and you wake up the next morning feeling bad or an act that you committed while you were drunk. I know you still say, I got it. I know you think well, you can't be talking about me. You know, I'm a Christian. Right. Peter was too, right before he cursed and right before he denied Christ. And, you know, while your sins and our shortcomings, our failures and fallacies, you know, they may be unknown to others. God sees them all. Matter of fact, not only does God see them when you commit them, but if you notice in this text, Peter is carrying out something Jesus already knew he was going to do. Now, I'm not giving anybody a green light to say or make mistakes. What I'm trying to do is help all of us understand that there will be moments where we have guilt, where we have remorse, where our mistakes and the emotion of those mistakes overtake us. But today is about understanding. That you don't have to feel that guilt forever. That there is a moment where you may feel bad. Even the spirit may convict you. Uh, but today, you know, our statement is: be guilty no more. Right? Uh, that that you are not guilty. Not anymore. That that you don't want to stay under that cloud. You don't want to carry that weight and that burden forever. Because the God, we serve. He He forgives us. He will indeed take a sin and cast it as far as the east is from the west. So on this uh, great Friday Eve, right? Don't carry that guilt anymore. Look, we have made mistakes. I'm not saying that you shouldn't apologize. Definitely apologize. I'm not saying that you should act like it didn't happen. No. Uh, If my people were called by my name, would humble themselves, pray, turn from our evil ways. Yeah, there has to be some repentance. But but after the repentance, after you talk about it, after you ask for forgiveness, you and I must learn to walk without that guilt, to no longer carry that weight, to move forward, uh, to go to your next level without carrying what was holding you down at the last level, to go into the new relationship with a new mind, new set, new personality, not carrying the old things of the past. The old things are passed away. but all things are made brand new. God is carving ways in the wilderness and digging out rivers in desert places. If he's going to do all of that in a new place, why, why would you keep repeating the emotion and repeating uh, the feelings of what was. Yes, Peter left. He wept bitterly. But this is the same Peter who's going to be reinstated, right? Jesus is going to come to him later and say, Peter, do you love me? He's going to ask him three times, and uh, he's going to be reinstated. This is the same Peter who will later go and preach, and uh, 3,000 will get saved. Same Peter who's going to walk, and he's not even going to have to lay hands or toss out anointing oil, but people will get healed because they are under his shadow. And I'm not sure exactly what your future looks like, but I know your future is brighter than your past. I, I don't know exactly what God's going to do, how God's going to do it, but I know who's going to do it. And as long as God is still walking with you, caring for you, compassionate about what you have left to offer as a Christian, as a man, as a woman, uh, as someone in ministry or someone who he uses in the marketplace, today I'm begging you, I'm really begging, begging you to get rid of your guilt. Look, it happened. You apologize, we're sorry it happened, but now you got to go forward. Your future is so much greater. Uh, there's a couple of books I just want to recommend for anybody who's really listening and saying, I hear you, but, you know, I, I can't really just drop it all in this, you know, seven to eight-minute devotional moment during a, a Friday Eve. Uh, there's a great book written by uh, Christine Kane. Uh, Christine Kane writes a book. Uh, she's actually from Australia, great preacher pastor, uh, but but at the same time she writes this book about being unashamed. Uh, and her whole idea is be unashamed, uh, be free, let go of baggage. And the titles, just the titles of her books, if I, could, I mean the titles of the chapters in her book go something like this. I'm going to just kind of use them uh, for our practical teaching today. Uh, one of the titles is Run, Don't Hide, right? And the whole idea behind Run, Don't Hide is if you're hiding, it means you're staying in the same place. But in hiding, go seek. You know, one part of the hiding uh, and the avoiding of the person who's it is running and moving and staying active. So whatever has caused you to feel guilty, do not allow it to keep you stagnant. Instead, keep on moving, keep being active. You know, attempt to start serving again. Go back to helping people. Reengage in a relationship. Uh, try again with your finances. Start the debt repair so that you can get your credit back from the money you spent doing the doing doing what you knew was filling. Another chapter she has is called uh, "Today Is a Day." Right? Because I'm saying one, and you said, well, well, how do I start? When do I start? Where do I go? I don't know, but I know you got to do it today. But you can't wait until Sunday. You can't wait until Easter. Don't wait until Monday to start working out in your face again. Do it today. Matter of fact, if you need to, turn off the broadcast, hang on the phone, start now. But know that you've got to recover in order to move forward. One of the third chapters is called Possess Your Inheritance. The idea of inheritance is that your inheritance is offered to you before you ever made a mistake. You know what's crazy about God? That he's providential, that he does not wait until you are born, made, crafted, or here to plan your future. But before the foundations of the earth were laid, he already planned the future. He already knows what was ahead. And we got to believe, we must have faith enough to know that if he knew what was ahead already, that your mistake was already factored in. Future is not hinged on your failure. Your future was already made. It was already yours. matter of fact, it's still yours. The promised land is still the promised land even after you made the mistake. So go get your inheritance because it's still yours. Another one of her chapters is God Never Wastes a Hurt. I like that one. God Never Wastes a Hurt. The moment you make the mistake, whenever you feel guilty, whatever scars you have, Uh, She said they are signs of victory, that God will not allow some calamity to happen in your life without also already planning for you some great victory in the end. Every single failure, every single fall will always allow what God will always craft it to be a springboard to take you to the next level. Uh, And then she closes with uh, what she calls highly unlikely. And in highly unlikely, she simply says, look, you keep saying that you're not worthy to do more or get more or be more because of your mistake. But the truth is you weren't worthy before the mistake, right? But there was nothing so glorious about me either you or I that qualified us for everything God was going to do and give us anyway. So stop trying to bring in your mistake on why you can't go forward. The only reason you go going forward is because God has granted us both grace and mercy in the first place. That's yes, Christine Kane. One other great book uh, just kind of in closing, that is this book written by Nadia Weber. Uh, Nadia, uh, Nadia Weber has, has this book called Accidental Saints, Finding People in All the Wrong Places. And uh, in one of the chapters, she closes it out by saying, God does not choose the most qualified to speak the gospel, but instead, he already knows the unqualified, and he uses them to speak his gospel. And I want to close it there just by saying, get rid of your guilt. Do not allow your moment of mistake stop you from moving to your moments of guilt. You know, one of the things I pray today is the removal of guilt, shame. God, take it away. Uh, You know, what's causing us to stay separated from family, causing us to not serve in your kingdom, uh, causing us to not be active in church, causing us to not uh, reconcile relationships with friends. God, remove it today so that we can go forward in Jesus' name. We know the greater is ahead, so stop causing us God, God, don't allow us to keep looking back. We want what you have. We want to be used by you. We want to help others through our testimony. So today, God, remove our guilt, take away our shame, replace it with joy, high self-esteem, and increased value. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Just hope, you guys. I hope you guys were blessed today. And uh, more importantly, I hope that you get to a place where you can move beyond whatever has hurt you. Uh, just kind of in closing, I want to kind of shout out